it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. I have a man, finally. <laughs> I know, listeners, you might be thinking that I'm a bit biased towards female guests, but it's just simply the way it's happened. Guys, you are more than welcome. And this guest is not only a man, <laughs> but so much more, I was going to say. Oh, look, let me just get on with this. I am here, remember? <laughs> he is there, exactly. His name is Matt Jeffrey. Uh, he is a business and personal coach. And he talks about true colors. Um, look, I'm going to obviously get him to introduce himself properly, but the, what is so fascinating about Matt, and genuinely it is fascinating that he is a man because he's, he's one of the few men that I've come across who, I've, who seems to be on very much the same page as me in terms of this being real thing. Um, I have massively interesting conversations with many, many women on this topic, but fewer men. And we might delve into that in a minute. But mm. for now, this is a guy who not only is a lift engineer, uh, knows a thing or two about boxing, um, has some gardening analogies to throw at you. Uh, but he's also, as I say, a business and personal coach. Oh, this is exciting. Matt, welcome. Hello. Is that it? Hello. That's it. I give, Hello, you I give you that massive build. Hello. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, no, seriously, have I covered everything? Yeah. It, it, it goes off into different um, realms. So I use the analogies to try and find the truth. So what I do is, uh, same as in engineering and gardening, is as I've gone along, in my journey through um, developing as a coach, um, I've sort of, as I've come along, I've sort of realized that there are, you know, when you talk about alignment and I try and find my purpose, I'm looking for the energy. And it's like this, that when you see the plants move with the sun, they're aligning to the energy. And I look at the compass and it's without, without interruption or distractions, it aligns to an energy. So this natural source of alignment, and then, and then I pick it up, it's the same in engineering with, with building control panels and circuits that you have to change where you're coming from. Um, and it's the same in boxing, you know, where you're coming from, all, all the, the work you do in footwork changes how you punch. And it, and it just, all of these things and these laws seem to cross through the sort of science of um of life engineering with with coaching with clients and and i think i think coaching it's a bit like cooking that it's the same stuff really it's bread it's you know purpose you know um gratitude it's all the same ingredients it's just mine's got a bit of um ginger fruity tang to it and and others are slightly different but that essence is is different but the the 
mechanics of it all are pretty much the same, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I, I'm excited because I, I can be remarkably, I can be quite weirdly geeky and not everybody knows this about me. Um, I, yeah, I can get quite excited about circuitry and wiring and things. <laughs> I know, yeah, there we go, see? So um, let's first of all discover because I've already implied that I'm making some kind of terrible stereotypical judgment about gender. Um, so I want to now reverse engineer you a bit mm. and I want to figure out how you came into this idea about the, the kind of life coaching, business coaching stuff, because you still do the lift engineering and other things. Yeah, so, yeah, what, so we... what, what happened? Did you, I mean, seriously, were you like putting a lift together one day and thought, Oh, Obviously, this is an analogy for life coaching, and that's what I'm going to do. No, I went to, so I started working for one of the major lift companies as a project manager, and they put me on some courses, and I got involved in reading books, time management, dealing with difficult situations, books that made you think. Um, and I started on this, just on this endless journey. And then I was sat in a um, coffee shop at Canary Wharf once listening to a coach taking a call with someone and I remember just thinking it just felt such a nice thing to be doing I could hear some of the questions he was asking so I looked it up went to the coaching academy and and then got got the nuts and bolts the basic learn to pass my driving test through the coaching academy and then started putting some meat on the bones with all the reading and doing my own work and, and along the, the way what I realized was because because our lift company is generally bespoke lifts. So we'll manufacture a lift for someone um, and we'll reverse engineer back. So they want a certain type of lift. And you start off with the goal, which is I want to lift this floor. I want, I want it to be doing this. And then you reverse engineer back to be able to start with it. And it's the same with architecture that you need a, you need a spec first before, and then everything builds back from that. So this, this um, system, I started to see it um, along the way, and it just so happened that what we do with, with lifts, I mean, there's a programming tool we use here. So we don't generally buy lifts. We usually make them, but we've just bought a Spanish one. And, um, and you have to program it to say how many floors it is, and they all come out or can be set to 99 floors. So it's funny, working at Benedict School at the moment, the girls there are being taught to, to be able to work at other levels, you know, when they leave their school, they're programmed to be 10 floors, not two, um, because of just the, the programming, the way they talk to them at school. And it's the same with the lifts. You look at a two floor lift and you think, well, what a shame. Does it know it could go 10 with the right systems in place and the software change? And it's the same with people that a lot of work, work I do is, is finding people's upper limits and then push through to change the mechanics that are needed. But generally it's, it's not mechanics, it's software. Um, so it all, it all came about that all this sort of stuff made sense in the lifts. And then as I started doing with the boxing, you know, I did a white collar boxing event. I remember I already liked the science of boxing. I, I loved the, um, the simple black and white system that if you can, if you can slip, um, and, and, and miss a punch that, that that's a nice move and it's very black and white that and when I did the white collar boxing I remember the 
energy I lost in the fear on the day on, on how I thought I was at a certain level. And then at the event, I was nothing near there. Um, and it was just, it was interesting. All of the systems um, that I, when I work with clients, um, it came up in, in things like yoga, in letting go. Um, so, so there were so many things that I just draw on. I think for me, it's just trying to find a system that simplifies stuff to make it easy. Oh, I love a lot that. Of, a lot of the time I read stuff and I think I've got no idea what they're talking about. And then I'll see it in a, in a story or a way that I can explain it. And then it's easier for me. This is good. This is really, really good. I'm, I'm guessing this. And I like, um, I like that you just said that, that you'll often read stuff and, oh, blimey, you know, what's all this, what the heck's all this about? I think I like that because um, I can sometimes get really swamped down in, I've got ruddy bookshelf after bookshelf of stuff. And actually, you know, I could probably go through every single book and, dilute it down to a couple of pages of absolute yeah. beautiful beautiful insights just few just a few words and i think it's really good when you just try and, and chuck out some stuff and get back down to those little nuggets and then and then try like you're saying and then make it make sense to you because there's no point you can read a, this when I first set up in the coaching thing, I think I was reading too much, looking at too much stuff online, maybe listening to too many podcasts. And I was, I, I hadn't built my confidence in a way that allowed me to sort of look at stuff and say, yeah, no, no, not sure about that. Oh no, I don't actually agree with that. Oh no, that's not quite the way I'd look at it. I was, I was sort of like a sponge soaking too much stuff up and then it took me it took me a year or so to try and kind of filter back out the the me part of it yeah, but i think like playing the guitar yeah. if you practice playing the guitar and play yeah. the beatles and play, learn chords and you t and learn everyone else's at some point you have to unpack you and this is where the vulnerability comes in so a lot of the time in coaching sessions i say it's like sparring and the truth is, if I went back to do another white collar, I would try and fall in love with sparring because that's where the work is. And it's vulnerable and it's and it's you're exposing yourself to someone to hold up mirrors to every area uh, like someone's going to come and, 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 and attack me. And if they hit me, then they've exposed me. And that's the truth of it. And that's where the, the learning is. Mm -hmm. so, so that space is uncomfortable. And it's like. Like when you've learned all this stuff and you're reading this book and reading that book and suddenly Trisha then has to, you have to then start playing your own music. And this is where all my shit comes out because it's, it's, and, and the way it comes out and it's difficult, you know, um, it's funny when we spoke the other day, coaching for true colors is my motto, but I did say it's hard to be yourself. Mm. And this, and this bringing this out in your, with your essence and not, and not then just sounding like someone you've read and sounding like someone you've read and, and creating it into your, your words, you know? Mm. Um, it's absolutely crucial because otherwise, well, I think there are two sides to it. Number one, you don't, you don't end up connecting and engaging with the kind of people that, are going to want to work with you ultimately um, because I am not everybody's cup of tea. Neither are you. No, not mine. 
thank goodness for that because like, there aren't enough hours in the day, are there? So that's that's good. Um, but it takes a while to feel confident about that because that's a little brain trick that gets played on you. But the other one is the mo your motivation to be doing it because, you know, especially if you're running your own business, it's hard work. And I mean, here am I doing this, at, you know, help us say in the evening. I mean, it's, it's, don't, I don't want violins or anything, don't get me wrong. It's bloody nice being self But it's not hard. It's, it's not. You've got to I be think, motivated. Yeah, I think there's a difference between there's uncomfortable and there's, and there's hard work. But when you are aligned, like some things are hard work, like doing my bookkeep, my, my bookkeeping, that's hard work for me because for me, my purpose is in creativity. So this, this isn't because it's, it's having a conversation. It's opening it up. It's being creative, talking about what we're doing. This to me is, I can feel the energy in, in what we're doing. So it is, it's only hard work when you're not aligned to it. And I think that's where you can sit at eight o'clock and do a podcast quite easily because it's, yeah, if the except... podcast was about VAT and we were talking about the VAT, <laughs> you'd have probably made an excuse. Oh, yeah, I'm really busy now, Matt. I can't. Oh, yeah, but we want to talk about end of year. <laughs> Do you want to still talk no, about you, it? You are so right. I, it, amazingly, I did a, um, let me think now. I, had a, I did a podcast interview this morning. Now, two things. Yesterday, I did a coaching session. Uh, I had a client who wanted to shift it to 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and part of me thought, <laughs> but I thought, well, I'm awake. I'm, you know, what, what the heck? So I did that. And then today I had another podcast interview uh, with somebody who was incredibly, um, it was a real lovely, beautiful, deep, meaty conversation. And that was like at nine or whatever this morning. And both those, these last two days, I've been so energized, so mm. energized. So you're absolutely right. But why? Because... Because it's in both cases, I've got to that place, and I and I could have gone adrift with the podcast as well. I could have started, I don't know, having some format that was based on somebody else's idea. I could have maybe just had certain people that I was interviewing. I could I could have gone astray if I hadn't just thought, well, oh, kind of nearly swore that because it's the evening. Um, well, blow it. Um, it's bollocks. Were you going to say bollocks, Trish? Blow it. Blow it, you know. Gosh, I mean, just we are from different schools. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, fiddlesticks. I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. Um, and so I literally came up with this title, make it real, and I never got over thinking about it. And it, what what makes it is the people that I find and are attracted to it and therefore it is thoroughly enjoyable and therefore i can't imagine finishing it but if at the core of say the people i was attracting as coach if that had been a 7 30 appointment with a client that i was trying to be somebody else than me with yeah um in order to work with them it would have been agony i would have been going to bed the previous night thinking oh god I've got to um but I, I loved it. I look forward to it and it energised me for the day. So it is utterly, utterly crucial. Whatever else of these fancy things that people are doing when they're setting up their business or trying to grow it, the, if they lose track of this bit, in my opinion, they're not going to be happy. Yeah, I think it comes back to, again, you've got to find that purpose like the North Pole because what I then do is all the stuff that I find shit, I align like when you've got kids and you're bringing up kids and you're changing nappies and you get crap on your hand because you change nappies, you don't get the ump because you want to be a good dad. But 
but but you you so you align yourself with wanting to be a good dad so it becomes okay and you don't scream and shout from across the room it's the same with if i'm working on a lift and i've got to do something i don't want to do and it's mechanical i i I try and align it to why I'm doing it. So I, so I then, you know, if your purpose was caring and then you had to go and clean someone's back garden, which you didn't want to do, you'd align it to caring and making them feel better. And then it became easy because you wasn't cleaning the back garden, you was helping someone. So this is why for me, the purpose is key at the start to understand what, what energizes you. And, and then like a circuit, if you can tap into that power at whatever level needed to get stuff done, then you can tap into the source. So we have a transformer on the lifts and you can pick up 22 volts, 15 volts, 415 volts. Um, but if you can't align to that, then you haven't got the power to move the lift. Um, oh, I, I honestly, if you, you wouldn't believe how excited I am by this conversation. <laughs> Viewers, I even said viewers, and it's a podcast. That's it's how excited truth, I am, isn't it? It's the truth. It's brilliant. That yeah. that source, and 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 it, I do it if I if I don't want to go for a run, I'll go on Pinterest, I'll watch a video, and I'll align to why I'm going for a run, and then I'll find the energy and I'll do it. And and not not all the time, but I, I usually find if I can engineer engineer that that in then it makes everything so much easier it's funny you mentioned uh poo and nappies um i i yeah i walked past uh near a bench near where we live on the way to the shops <laughs> the other morning or it was monday tellingly or was it sunday even yeah it's probably sunday and there was a bunch of quite fresh vomit nice. all over the pavement mm. and i really went out of my way to massively detour around it and going Ooh, you know with my nose up in the air I went, Ooh. and yet you're quite right um had that been my it would be granddaughter now of course um you know who'd, who'd be I, i'd be rushing to lovingly uh, and you know yeah. comforting don't worry her. darling i'll clean yeah. it up don't worry yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Oh my God. And Matt did tell me that about analogies and um, honest to God, I mean, this is, I, I love the metaphors and, mm. and analogies. I just think are brilliant to, to, to make something make sense, you know, and I, I, and any listener out there who has turned off because they're thinking, what the heck are they talking about? Well, I, I feel sorry for them. I can say this because they've turned off um, because Actually, they need to really explore this world of analogies and metaphors because within, I mean, there are books written about it. You know, it's, it's powerful stuff. To, it's storytelling, basically, mm. isn't it, at its basic. But you, you, you've come up with so many. And every time you say it, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense because it's something every day that we relate to gardening i mean not, not everybody's a lift engineer but we've all been in lifts um oh oh yes here's a quote from a little uh, a little meme you put up on uh, one of your social media platforms when you're unaligned in life it's like a lift you will feel it eventually nice yes and, and that and that so i've got a client at the moment i'm working with and unless so and we're actually we're we're actually setting out and plumbing the guides in a lift at the moment uh, and and it it 
always comes back down to that fundamental stance. The same with architecture. The, the guy that set out the building that we're fitting a lift in, the back doors open out onto an existing courtyard walkway up to a great garden. Now those doors align fully with that original garden. Now that architecture would have had that set out from a from an original stance and 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 all of the work so when I talk about clients, I talk about above above the soil is what's is what's showing up is what's um, is what you're getting from life is the rewards you're getting, and then under the soil is where you're coming from now to get more, you have to go deeper. And what I usually work on is the bit below the roots that they haven't grown into yet because of a limitation. Mm. And that, and that I'm working with a boxer at the moment and this might make sense in the end, but one of the things we're doing with this workshop is to, is to link boxing and, and life coaching. Um, so we're running through my format in the gym and he's tweaking my stance. Now I go in the gym and I move around comfortably, but he's got me to change my right leg and move it out because I was slightly off balance. And if I got caught with a hook, I, my stance wasn't strong enough, but it aches my leg. It hurts because I've changed my setting out and I'm coming from a better place, but that's the truth. And he's, and he's made me see it. You know, he physically pushed me and moved me and I changed my footing and he'd done it again and he couldn't move me. And another thing he's asked me to do is just relax my shoulders. Two things that make a massive change, but were from where I was coming from. Yeah. And it's the same with the lifts, setting out the guides that, that if you've got that setting out, because the lift will compensate as it goes up. It will drive at a certain speed, but it will increase the current if the guides get tight, but it will work harder. Uh, but you, you may feel it physically in it, but you, the lift will feel it because it will work harder to get through the tight points. Um, so, so you don't see that like people in business, but you're, they'll feel it when they go home because they're working harder because it's not aligned. And it's a bit like someone going in and picking up someone else's sick that haven't aligned it to a purpose. It will seem so hard. Mm. Mm. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does to me. I don't care about anyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it does. It, it will make sense to listen. But I think this is one of these episodes that you're actually going to have to listen to more than once, listeners. Okay, that's an instruction. Um, so interestingly, the yeah, I know I absolutely get that. Um, my uh, when I when I it was quite interesting because I set up as a coach, um, coming from more a sort of if you like the arts. So I was an actor, I am an actor, okay, professionally. It that was my kind of comfort zone, and I was also a speaker, but on on a different kind of circuit, not a business circuit, after dinner stuff, and it was entertaining stuff. So Interestingly, when I set this coaching business up, I, bit by bit, I had to work through walking away from some things that were so comfortable, you know, that were so beautiful. I didn't have to start this business. I, I did it as a challenge to myself because somewhere in me, there was a voice saying, you've, 
you've chickened out on this. You, the, you know, that script you had from being a kid with a very dominant, powerful, charismatic, successful businessman father, and somehow not much of a, not much of a relationship guy. Um, you've had that script, you've stuck with it, and something in you is saying, oh, I'm not going to go into the business world because it's full of evil people. Yeah. Um, and I thought, no, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. give in to this. So I, but, but like you're saying, it was uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. And the number of times I could have just, because it was there as a comfort zone, I could have gone back mm. at any time to this beautiful place where people, I didn't have to market myself. People knew me. It was all lovely. Um, it was I, entertaining. It was fun. And I kept swinging back towards it and then saying, no, 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 no. This is, no, no, come on, come on, come on. Do you know what, do you know why, do you know what your purpose is? Yeah, I think... Um, it's a tricky one. I think, mm. I think everybody will sometimes struggle. You can come out with lots of trite answers to that question, um, but I'm going to try and avoid those. Uh, so I think at the, one of my purposes was what I've just said, was to challenge myself, actually, because I wanted to get rid of that inner script. Um, I had a whole load of impostery syndrome type things come flying at me when I did this as well, which of course had been there all the time, but I hadn't actually identified them as such. Um, I knew that I was good as an actor. I was good as a speaker. I, you know, but I thought, well, that's not to say I couldn't be good at this because actually the thing that I like about all the stuff I was doing is making people feel like good if you like you know so whether i was entertaining them or in the case of helping people with dementia doing reminiscence i was genuinely bringing something good into their brains into their world you know i knew that the more i helped people the more i got out of my own head and when i was younger growing up and right through many many years i know that i kind of suffered from this stupid self-obsessive self-consciousness kind of thinking mm. um i'm a bit of an overthinker so it's really good if i can put that energy into helping somebody else rather than throwing it all back inside me and ending up in spirals where i start feeling a bit blue so i think it was partly therapeutic but yeah. but in a good way because ultimately if i could make myself feel good at the same time as helping other people um make progress and grow and find barriers and all the rest of it that i had meanwhile worked out myself i thought well what if i could cut you know 20 years of somebody's sort of not realizing the barriers bit you know uh, because that's the point it's not it's not that i'm saying that people don't come to you knowing all their barriers the point is you're you're facilitating a situation mm. where they can find them so i thought well it took me all that time i, I probably could have done quite a lot more no regrets having said which if i had discovered some of those barriers a lot earlier on so why don't why don't i help people i'm now you know in my 60s so i thought well it would be quite useful wouldn't it if i met someone like me you could have maybe given me a bit of a heads up on all of this so yours is in helping people because it's interesting yeah. people think that i'm a life coach and that i i care but i, I don't it's, it's it's funny i'm laughing <laughs> i'm laughing and i say to clients i couldn't give a shit it, it's 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 for me it's all geared around the creativity. Oh, so, yeah, it, yeah. so in the questions, and, and that's why I asked, because with the arts and stuff um, that you're, you're doing, me, even in business, if it's anything to do with being creative, yeah. 
um, that's the thing. So I don't care. Um, okay, if- okay, Matt, Matt, Matt. I, I maybe I gave you. you do, do you remember Miss World back in the day? Do you remember? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there I am in my perfect white swimsuit with my beautiful tan, okay, with those slightly padded sort of top bra bits that those swimsuits had in them. I'm sorry about doing this at this summer evening. Um, by the way, listeners, I'm wearing like an old jumper and shirt, so nothing exciting. Um, so there I am with my beautifully coiffured hair being interviewed. I've got my stilettos on. Uh, what, what, what would you like to do that you... I want to help starving people across the world. Yeah. I want to make people in less well-off places than me feel happy. Okay, maybe I gave you just a tiny bit of that in the answer because actually you very cleverly have identified something that I constantly get buzzed up about on a daily basis. I share it with my husband, um, you know, quite often I say, oh, oh, I really like this bit, I really like this bit. Um, and it, it is it is creative. I do I do also have this kind of frustrated detective thing going on. I think if I'd had the confidence and the self-esteem stuff sorted when I was younger, mm. I could well have gone into that e- e- into either journalism or detective kind of work because my it's brain just wants to explore constantly. So what did your dad do? Well, he was the chairman of Bird's Eye Frozen Foods, um, and that was back in the days where it was big news. So business. When Fish Fingers started, yeah. 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 So, 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 so again, yeah. I, th- I think from different angles, people can be creative in business. Um, it's just, it's interesting for me. I brought my wife over to the business um, for, for the organisational. She's like a copper and she does the right thing. And I need that because I'm not. So she's like the string and I'm like the balloon. And without her, I'm... Um, yeah. So what... what um, it, it's, for me, it's interesting to find the nuts and bolts behind it all because, um, like you say, that, that, that helping people is something. But if I'm honest, as I've gone through it, it's not really I don't care if you cry for 20 minutes because I feel pretty good that I asked the right question oh no I love making people cry (laughs) and it's and it but it's interesting but that's a bit like getting in the ring and the boxing thing is I've I've caught you and we found where the work is and that's uh, unfortunately that's um, how it feels when you find that you're it's either energy or emotion that you get hit with um, and you get hit with it because it's opened you up to an area that you wasn't wasn't covering or was it was able to get through. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I remember going to my old boss, who mentors me now, and I said to him, "What well, I want to say to get work in in the business is I want to come through the business and smash your face in, um, because that's how I saw the system. Is if I go through the business and I can get through the business and give you a cheeky slap." then you know where I found the work, like an opening. Yeah. Um, and and it's, that started the conversation in how can I say that any better? But I haven't found a better way yet. I still say oh that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we'll have to think about that one. That's, I know, because it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it, of course it is. I mean, I, no, genuinely about the crime thing. Um, I also found it as an entertainer because uh, as an actor, you know, I mean, it's, I, I did some quite entertaining pieces, but they were there were there were little poignant moments in them as well, 
And I personally think that's one of the most powerful mixes uh, is when you get that because it's human, because the line mm. between crying and laughing is so tiny, minuscule. Uh, you know, it's just a nice, it's, it's a raw emotion. Um, and I just thought, you know, I, I can just feel that when that moment comes, because I've been through it so many times myself. So it's not cruel. I, you know, I know that when somebody does that with me, it's yeah. good. It's the work, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, um, stop. There's another word, okay. Um, I've got a son who's a boxing coach, but we'll talk about that off air. Um, I've got a grandfather who uh, was a professional boxer, interestingly. So, um, not without some, some connections, but it's um, not something I've ever thought of taking up myself. Um, uh, but yeah, I want to just I want to wrap up by thinking about something that we could give the listeners to, because we've, we've covered a lot of ground here. They've got some great pictures, some great visuals, some great analogies, some great sense of, but look, let me just go back to that gender thing. Okay. Because mm -hmm. do you find that, is it is it a is it most stereotypes have got an element of something in them that's why they kind of evolve i suppose we all you know we all like to avoid assumptions and stereotypes etc but on the other hand there are differences in sort of gender stuff you know it's not like silly to say that that the, the male and female brain can be seen as having some differences in although it varies obviously from individual to individual so would you say when i've had male clients it sounds bad isn't it when i've had coaching <laughs> who wouldn't have that white bikini on the <laughs> anyway I'll, I'll, I'll edit that bit out um they they i'll give you a great example one came to me this is ages ago and they said something like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm at a certain tipping point in the business, blah, 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 blah. You've been successful business for decades. Um, I, I feel that maybe the thing that I need to do now is, is get more equipped with communication skills. Yes, that, that's what I need to do. So it's a little bit like um, I've recently learned how to properly valet a car. And um, I've learned all the little tools and tactics. It's a little bit like that, really. I, I think that's, that's what I'd like to do with you. Within half an hour, I had him in tears because, of course, mm. it was nothing. It was nothing no, like that at no. all. It was, a, I mean, you know, it was just because he's human. It was just it was a whole load of barriers and stuff that we that we got out there and we started to put back together again and and take him somewhere good. But but do you find that men find it better to sort of approach this whole idea of any kind of coaching, businessy, lifey coaching? in a sort of oh let's try and make this very um very organized and technical because i don't want to talk about feelings yeah definitely i think the key the key for me in any coaching session and i talk about plants and being open at the, the seed of of where we start is being open and i think the problem with men is that men are very closed so the reason that a lot of men don't don't engage and don't they just literally don't open up and women are, are, are more practiced at being open and it's more acceptable to be open. So a lot of men, it takes them a while to soften and open. And it comes back down to, again, in boxing, 
you've got to stay supple, you've got to stay relaxed, you've got to stay, um, and this open, you know, you soak, you soak grass seeds before you throw them out onto the, so they can open up. And it's the same in the session. And I think with men is they're so fixed and the stereotype is you're so fixed that it's difficult. So that's why I think a lot of guys like the analogy of boxing, that it's actually successful to be soft and open. And that's the first part of this workshop that, that being relaxed, having a stance, but being relaxed to be able to move back and forwards within that stance and, and having movement and being soft and being and warming up, you know, it's, it's all the same things that you do when you go into a gym ready to box, you get warm, you get open, you get relaxed. And it's the same in the first part of the session because that's where the work is. Yeah. Um, and you have to open yeah. to be able to dig in. Um, uh, yeah, and I think absolutely. that's the thing with the, with the men is, is we're taught not to, I remember being on, on a, building site me and my brother was there and the site agent done this retreat where he took men off to do yoga in in woods he was like this at this army guy shaved head me and him are chatting and we're talking about getting centered and he uses this pot and i do yoga and we're talking about centered and yoga and and there's this massive site office with all these guys in it and me and him are talking about being centered and yoga and this that and the other and my brother came out he went you two sound like a couple of couple of guys in there and everyone was looking at us, but it was interesting how this guy and me were comfortable in that scenario talking about how, how it's good in nature to open up and the guys around the fire and a lot of it's bonding where they chat and they open and they express themselves. And, you know, it was nice to see someone that's like that. Uh, and this is where I like in the boxing, some of the best boxers are so open because they don't need to be, you know, they'll smash your face in. They don't need to be tense because they they are relaxed. And I and I think at a certain level, when you can be open, you have to be strong enough to be open because it's vulnerable. Yeah. But it's yeah. But I think and, that's and, and you and, and and guys have got all this ruddy labelling stuff to, to battle through because you just you just said it there, you know, the fact that you were described oh you look like you know i mean it's just daft isn't it i mean you know so but you but you do have that thing you 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 have to battle through some of these weirder sort of default thinking historical labely stereotypy rubbishy stuff so you know i i, I kind of I, that's honest and, and true that that is what happens the problem um, whereas, with, that whereas is, with two women doing yoga don't get or two it's a bit like corona though you can't see it and that's the problem like i use the yeah. compass and and, and with a with a, a magnet you can see the compass get affected but in society you can't particularly see what's affecting you and what's not if someone blatantly came up to you and said oh you can't do that you're a man you mm. can say well, that's that's it mm but there's so much other stuff going on behind the scenes that actually to, to clean up, which is what I, I use this sheet with a narrative on, which is, um, it's just the bullshit. And then, and then get back to true colors. Mm. And that, and that, and that is literally, that is, is moving that interference from what you've written from growing up and all that, yeah. that, that narrative. Yeah. And getting back to that um yeah I, I i have a term which i use which is uh 
calling out the fibs, which is fears, illusions, and baggage. There we go. Nice. Yeah, nice. I like that. I was quite proud of that. That's creative. So you're right. I do like the creative. Yes. I definitely like the creative. So listen, um, I think listeners can take the basic point here is, yeah, get, get into this place where you are where you are going to open up basically um and i don't know is there is there literally a sort of first step other than going to see you or me or any of these other amazing coaches out there i think writing <laughs> is a good one is is yeah. be open I, th I think being willing to let go and be open with yourself and write statements down to just uh, express how you're feeling how you're not feeling um i do it every morning journaling um yeah. and, and i almost just sort of open up and let myself unpack but yeah it it is it's it's being vulnerable yeah. and if you're willing to be vulnerable and let someone work and this is because i think this is where that spike the space is precious and i and i'm very um careful with the space because i understand how vulnerable it is the same as in the boxing ring you can't you gotta have rules yeah because it's it's scary and it's um yeah and it and it uh you know and it can affect you so so to to find a space where you can open up and that might be a friend and that may be writing um it may be talking to your dog um yeah. it, it, it's it's literally the process of opening up yeah. and saying stuff yeah. that maybe you haven't said before it is just like throwing up um the, the the garbage i mean the the, the trees are going to do it soon they're going to let go in the autumn that's what the garden does and that's the only way it can get in the spring and this letting go and and being vulnerable and opening up with whatever's on your mind is the first part i think of of getting clear and free of oh crikey i don't know this is like an analogy sort of <laughs> orgy this this is just amazing um and it's funny you mentioned trees because i was going to say and don't underestimate or don't get don't get dismissive about the value of just going and sitting under a tree or even hugging a blinking tree for a good place to open up because there i you know i don't care how whatever this sounds i'm not even going to use that word um that they, they, they are they are magical and they are mm. full of analogies gee don't even start to talk about roots right okay <laughs> where you mentioned workshops you mentioned it so what would you like to point people towards so i've just done a course correct um which is on the website which is probably the best way of of, of working with me to start it's a video you download a sheet and it's just to get people to think differently and move in the right direction so that that is the first stage and, and then when you've done that you can book up a free free coaching session um, to drop on. Um, and I think that's probably the best way. It's a bit like art. You've got to have a little look, see what you think. Yeah, no, excellent. So your website is a good place Matt to go. What is it? MattJeffrey.com. M-A-T-J-F-F-E-R-Y.com. E-R-Y-C, because there's different ways like we could go wrong with that name. E-R-Y we could go wrong with it but anyway it'll be in the show notes so it's irrelevant um and on in terms of any platforms uh digital wise do you you we talked about twitter not being quite where you're totally at at the moment but i'm on there yeah i'm i'm pretty much I, I post on all of them really facebook i've got a facebook page facebook linkedin um, pinterest okay. 
Okay. YouTube. All right. Or we might just see you sort of hanging out of a lift one day in passing. Exactly. <laughs> there, there we go. You just never know where Matt might turn up in a garden, in a boxing ring. Then, a... then, then I just jump out and punch you in the head. Exactly. Well, that's exciting. Thank you so much. Uh, this episode is longer than, um, than, and I knew it would be actually. So it was ridiculous trying to pretend it would be anything other than this. It's. I knew it was going to. We we were going to have lots of. Um, stuff to explore and it's just up my street and i really hope i'm sure it will be of use to the listeners so uh no doubt i'll have you back and I, and of course i'm going to be on your podcast you're coming I? on my podcast yeah which is called tell the listeners life engineering life engineering so it's components systems and softwares to engineer life by design so clever all the pieces in the puzzle yeah so look out for that i'll let you i'll let you all know when i'm on that and um Buzzy, I'm wide awake now. I'm going to have to um, go and watch some rubbish television to put myself to sleep. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Really Thanks good. for having me yeah. on, Trish. Take action. Try this one. Time for a step. bit of alignment and think of it as things that you're not over keen on doing but kind of have to get done. How can I align this to my purpose? So some of those slightly more graunchy, boring jobs uh, are going to be a lot easier to do. And you'll feel a lot more motivated when you go back a few steps to just reframe a bit. What's your purpose? Ah, oh, well, this is connected with that, isn't it? Fun. And remember, real you doing real communication will really engage real people. Results. By the way, all the show notes are over at trishalewis.com forward slash podcast. You'll get your key takeaways and points from this episode and any resources and links that have been mentioned and details about the wonderful person that I've been interviewing or just myself if I've been talking to myself. Okay, catch up with the next episode. Subscribe so you know when they're ready and just keep this conversation going. Never be replaced Never be